0: Hello again, everybody. This is Dan Klauser, president of the Big Vision Foundation, and welcome back to our Stepping Up to the Plate podcast. I'm joined today by one of our board members and a uh, worldwide rock star, <laughs> Justin Shank. Justin, thanks for joining me today.
1: Dan, thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm excited about the conversation. I'm sitting on the board for two years going, when am I going to get an opportunity to be on the show? <laughs> so here we are. I'm excited about it, man.
0: Yeah. So uh, a really world-renowned podcaster in your own right. So it's kind of cool to turn the tables and uh interview the guy that's normally asking the questions so um you know the other week you had a uh really awesome event here in Reading, which I want to talk about um the growth now live movement and uh our growth now movement live yes all right um so tell me a little bit um I was at the event um and it was awesome there was a great energy throughout the day um you know tell me why you wanted to do a live event and you know kind of the journey that got you there
1: yeah so that's a loaded question um so i started podcasting it's been a little over 3 years now uh and i started this podcast called the growth now movement and i had no idea what it could be i really didn't even understand what podcasting was or what kind of medium it was and you know as i as i learned more and more of what it was I decided like hey I think I can build a platform off of this and, and my, my original idea with the podcast was like one hopefully one or two people listen and I can help them in some way shape or form with the messages that I'm sharing and two I get to talk with some of the top influencers and entrepreneurs of the world and learn from them and then hopefully take what they teach me and implement into my life and really begin my own growth journey hence the growth now movement where we focus on personal and professional growth and I realized, you know, after the first two years, every, you know, the traction started to pick up. People started listening all over the world. Um, and, you know, I, I started to kind of make an imprint in a lot of people. And I was like, well, I got the growth part down. I've been growing as a person. People reach out to me all the time saying, wow, because of the show, I've learned and I've grown. And I was like, but how do I really create a movement? And how do I bring people together to help take them to the next level? And so I've attended events for years that are similar to the one that I put on and, you know, learning from some of the top people connecting. And I was like, well, I want to do that. I want to, I want to be a part of that. I want to give that to other people. Um, and so, you know, over the course of the last year, it's really been about planning and implementing and, you know, I've been fortunate enough to make really great friends who, you know, are for lack of a better word, famous in their own right. And so they, they were willing to come and speak. And I was like, great, I, I have the opportunity now it's time to put it into place. And so, it's been a long journey, uh, that all kind of exploded, you know, at the, at the live event. But I said on the stage, I'm like, this is the beginning. Um, and it really is, it's the beginning of the movement part of growth now movement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, like I said, I thought the energy in the room was awesome. Um, you know, the one thing when you just talk about personal growth and everything, one thing that I, um, you know, took notice to, because, you know, when I attend event, I'm looking at all of the details and everything else is that, uh, the majority of the speakers we're in the room when others were speaking, which I think, you know, just points that whole, you know, continued growth. I mean, we never stop growing as human beings. And I think it's pretty cool that, you know, those who are on the stage also recognize that they don't know everything and you know, that personal growth and that personal connection, um, is something that we can all just continually use. Um, you know, so it, it was really cool to, to take notice of that. Um, the other thing that I thought was really cool is the way you recognized your family um, toward the end of the event. And, you know, just tell me a little bit about, you know, the role that, you know, they played in helping you to get where you are and kind of supporting, um, you know, this whole going out and doing, you know, podcasting for a living type of thing. Yeah, which is
1: crazy <laughs> when you word it that way. Um, you know, I, and I won't go into total detail, but, you know, obviously growing up my life wasn't the easiest Um, there was a lot of hard times and a lot of valleys that, you know, I had to climb out of. And in my opinion, I couldn't have climbed out of those valleys without my family's support. You know, they kind of always, and and my mom who unfortunately has passed away a little over three years ago, but three and a half years ago, which is kind of crazy to think about, but they were my, they were my cheerleaders. If I had a crazy idea, they would go, okay, go do it. Um, And I've heard of so many other people being like, my family doesn't support me trying to pursue my dreams. They think I should go do this instead. And I think with their support in everything that I've tried, and and there's been many things that have failed too, um, but everything that I've tried, they've been there to cheer me on. And they're there to pick me up when it's tough. And when I'm stressed out, I can pick up the phone and call them. And, you know, and they've all played that role at different times, and I kind of mentioned that on the stage, you know, and then, you know, I talked about when my parents were getting a divorce, my sisters were there, when my mom passed away, they were all there, um, because I think, I think love from whether it's family members, friends, community, because obviously reading was a huge part of this, this event as well, I think if you have love and people supporting you, you can accomplish anything. Like It's like this superpower injected into you to be like, I'm I'm good enough to be able to do this because I do doubt myself. I think that's the reality for a lot of people, you know? Um, And so, yeah, I mean, they were, without the family that I had and because of what I went through, like none of this would have happened.
0: Yeah, no, and I can relate to that a lot because I think it's cool. um, You know, your first speaker the day was Terry Weaver, and he said about, um, you know, you should be surrounding yourself with people who – Instead of saying why, say why not. And, uh, you know, with my mom, who, again, unfortunately is not with us anymore, when I first, you know, came up with the idea of writing a book, um, like, she was the first one who was like, yeah, do it. You know, what are you waiting for? Um, where a lot of other people you talk to, are like, "Ah, oh, you know, you, you would write a book? What would you <laughs> want to write a book for? Um, you know, so, again, having that, you know, support is is really huge. Um and I and I love that when Terry said that, you know, I've you know that that quote is something that's really kind of resonated with me, you know, since the event. So, again, you are not a native of Berks County, um, but you've been here for several years now. Why was it important to you to have this event in Reading and Berks County? Because it really is more of a quote unquote big city event. What uh, you know, what I had just witnessed.
1: Yeah, I mean it would have been a lot easier if it was in a big city. Like that, that wasn't the thing. It wasn't like, Oh, I'll do it at home. And it'll be really easy. If I did it in Philly, it would have been a lot easier just logistically. Um, but I moved to Reading 15 years ago. So my whole adult life has been in Reading. I was 19 years old, just about to turn 20. Um, it actually, I think it was, it was 15 years next month. Um, and so when I first moved here, I was supposed to live here for six months. And now here I am 15 years later and I'm still here. It like sucked <laughs> me in. Right. Um, but what I fell in love with are the people that you don't hear from that much. The people who actually see the potential, the people who are actually taking action to make massive strides and they're like, and they feel like at a loss. Right. You know, we talk about certain people who they say they have the right idea in mind, but they're, they're not doing the right things. And so I said to myself, how do I make an impact beyond just the people in the room? And I realized that if I held something like this in the city of Reading, it helps the city of Reading. It helps it from you know, a national perspective standpoint. It opens people's eyes to what can be done. Um, and, you know, uh, I jokingly say when I speak on stage that if there was a senior superlative in high school for least likely to succeed, it would be me. And I think when, if I was, when I was 15, 16 years old, people would look at me and be like, you've got no shot, kid. Because of what was going on in my life with my dad being in jail at the time and my mom and the opioid addiction, I think they would look at me and say, you've got no shot and I, and I feel bad for you. And I think a lot of people look at Reading because of the public perception of this city, and they say you've got no shot. And I just want to be a part of the proof that you do have a shot. You have a shot. Yeah. There's people. People came from Canada, and actually, there's a third. There's now a third person who bought a ticket from from Canada already for next year who wasn't here this year. And so it's not about the location. It's about the story we tell ourselves. Um, and I believe if one person makes the step, and it, and I just happen to be the catalyst for it. But I took the step, and everybody else was able to rally around and support that. And I really believe that Reading can have an amazing future, can be a place where entrepreneurs and forward thinkers come to live, work, and play. Um, and it's something like this, I was like, maybe this will help, and I think it will.
0: Yeah, no, again, I, I uh, love that concept. I mean, I think that's why you're such a great fit for our board is, you know, because we're kind of in the same, same boat, you know, with Big Vision Foundation, with the Big Vision Sports Complex, um, you know, for years, Um, with our Berkshire baseball and softball teams, we traveled and went to other sports complexes. We went to Sports at the Beach in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. We went to East Cobb just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, Um, Diamond Nation in New Jersey, and um, baseball heaven up in Long Island. And, you know, it's uh, when we bring former players out to the complex and they look around, they're like, wow, you know, um, we brought East Cobb to Berks County. Um, so I do think, you know, even when you look at our complex, um, it can be something that could be the impetus for change and economic revitalization for our community. And, uh, you know, I think the fact that you wanted to do the event here is the same reason why we want a huge sports complex here that brings people in from, again, we have teams from Canada, we have teams from New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, all the time that come here. Um. You know, and it's just a matter of, you know, continuing to spread that word because it is a great, great location to to come to. Um, So we're just about out of time here, but, um, you know, really kind of focusing a little bit more of a from a board member perspective of, uh, you know, of our foundation. I mean, what was one of the reasons why you were drawn to get on our board?
1: Um, So that's a great question. So I can be as basic as I love baseball. Like my whole life, I've loved baseball. I played until I broke my second hip and then couldn't play anymore. Um, but I still love the sport now. But the reality is you're using the sport to create something bigger. And it's never about the vehicle, right? It's about the outcome. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about – Big Vision not just about baseball and soccer and softball. It's about the vision beyond that. What's team sports do for you? And then how does that impact the community and how does that impact the world? And I think for me, that was the big draw, but to be like, look, they're, they're, they're using a vehicle that's not ordinary to change perspective on a human being to then change the world. And I was like, I want to be a part of that. And with, without a doubt, again, being in line with my vision and your vision, it just made sense um, because it's so much bigger than baseball. It's about community. Um, and we have the tools to do it. And, you know, obviously with the right support, we'll knock it out of the park.
0: Awesome. I love that. Um, thanks for joining me. And, uh, as always check us out at bigvisionfoundation.org. Justin, a little shout out. If you can, uh, let people know how to listen to your podcasts, uh, the link and all that stuff to check those out.
1: Yeah. Wherever you listen to this podcast, just search growth now movement. It'll be there. Click the subscribe button. I appreciate it. I've, there's like 200 and 80 something episodes or something like that so they can check that out Um, or they can check for information for next year's live event if they want to be a part of that at gnmlive.com
0: and what are the dates for next year's event real quick
1: may 15th and 16th 2020 and that'll be at the miller center
0: yeah miller center awesome all right thanks for listening